Hey, pharmacy friends, welcome to Capsule Production Podcast. I uh, just want to get a little capsule production news out of the way before we get started. Um, so I had a GoFundMe campaign, and it turned out really great. I reached my goal of $550, so uh, with that money I can keep uh, this podcast going. I can start the new podcast, Living Room Language, um, that I'm aiming to start. And I was actually able to uh, make capsule production into an LLC, so um, hopefully in the future I can get some advertising and... Um, uh, kind of be able to make it self-sustaining. So I'm really excited about that. Thank you so much to the people that contributed. Um, so thank you to Tara, Tammy, uh, Jessica, and Christopher. Uh, seriously, without that, you guys, um, you made a huge difference. So without that, I couldn't keep this going. And as I just mentioned, I have the new podcast that I'm working on right now called Living Room Language. Um, so what I'm trying to do with that is just make kind of confusing uh, medical concepts or things about medicine just really, really easy to understand for everybody. I think there's just way too much misconception going on with a lot of different uh, drugs and uh, different types of medicines and medical conditions. So I think uh, a lot of people would benefit from that. So I'm hoping to have that up by maybe around August. Uh, so around then you can start looking out for that. Uh, right now, I'm actually uploading all the current episodes of Capsule Production Podcast to YouTube. So hopefully, um, if you guys like watching videos or listening to videos on YouTube better than going on iTunes and going through the whole uh, downloading the podcast deal, then uh, YouTube might be for you. So I'll have that up here probably within the next week or so. And uh, yeah, we're making lots of moves. I'm very excited about everything coming up in the future. Don't forget to check out our blog. We have a bunch of guidelines and uh, really helpful things on there, as well as transcripts for all the podcasts. So lots of great resources for students. Uh, so getting started with today's episode, um, this was actually the very first episode I ever recorded um, that I haven't released yet. yet. So it's with uh, part of the team here, uh, part of the capsule production team, Jeff. He um, sat down with me and we, we talked about his trip to Mexico. He did an outreach trip with the University of Florida to Mexico. And uh, they did a lot of great work down there. Worked with the medical students um, that go to school in Mexico and helped a lot of the local folks over there in the, uh, uh, the village he was staying at. He had a lot of cool stories to share and a lot of good insight, I think, about uh, different cultures um, with regard to medicine and uh, medical school and so on. So, without any further ado, I'd like to welcome my friend, Jeff Compton. Hey guys, this is Brandon from Castle Productions. Uh, today my guest is Jeff from the University of Florida College of Pharmacy. Um, today, Jeff and I will be talking about his outreach trip to Mexico. How's it going, Jeff? Good, good. Uh, outreach trip to Mexico. Just got back uh, from the Yucatan Peninsula uh, three days ago, so fresh back in the USA. All right, uh, so why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself. You are third year in pharmacy school? Yeah, third year of pharmacy school, uh, UF College of Pharmacy, Orlando campus. Go Gators! <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so let's see. So what got you involved in this trip? So you, you just got back from Mexico. You were there for how long? Uh, trip is one week. Um, Something I'd wanted to do since I got into school is kind of something uh, University of Florida takes pride in. Uh, they have all these international contacts, and so they set up a lot of trips like this. So Mexico is just one of many. Um, and it's kind of like a, a advertising, advertisement or, you know, kind of like a, 
a big point that uh, UF pushes, you know, uh, get some students in, that they do these kind of things, these uh, international outreach trips. Um, so several different countries that UF has um, connections with uh, that they do this. So I had heard about it um, during the interview process with UF, and I had wanted to do it um, before even being accepted in. And so then when I was accepted to UF, um, totally had my heart set on doing it. Uh, uh, tried first year to, uh, to get a position, you have to apply. Um, didn't get it, and thankfully in my third year, I did get it. And so I had the chance to go to Mexico. Okay. Um, so is this free, or like how, who, who pays for this whole thing? Right, so uh, how about I just give you a rundown sure. of the whole thing. So uh, you'll apply. Um, application isn't too crazy. Um, you just um, tell them where you want to go, select from the different options of trips they have. So UF this year was offering trips to Dominican Republic. Uh, we had Nicaragua, we had Ecuador, had a couple trips in Haiti, and then a couple trips in Mexico. Uh, so my trip in Mexico was like a general health outreach, and there was another one going on at the same time uh, that was about uh, audiology focused. But uh, all these trips are uh, taking pharmacy students, and they have a role for pharmacy students. So mine was called uh, Project Yucatan, and um, ours was uh, based in Merida uh, and the surrounding towns. So to sign up, uh, basically the school notifies you, I would say around May, around May time, uh, that they're accepting applications for the trip again. And basically the whole application process is handled by trip leaders who are students, uh, usually like second or third years, and they're students who have gone on the trips before. So they have experience and then they apply for those positions. So to handle things like fundraising or new members. So you'll apply, you'll uh, rank which trips you want to go on. Uh, you give them like th your top three and rank those in order. And uh, they'll give you a, a sheet that kind of just explains the basics about each trip, you know, how much patients you'll see, where you'll be staying, what kind of what the accommodations look like, sign up sort of like a small rundown on what you'll be doing each day, and then you know the big part for students is like the price point. So uh, Mexico was one of the cheaper options. It was uh, five hundred dollars, and that included you know everything that you know you'll be doing. Uh, that includes the plane ticket. That includes the hotel, and so everything that's just left on you. Um, is just, you know, cost of food and whatever else you personally want to buy when you're over there. But that covers everything school-wise, you know, transportation while you're over there, all that. Um, about food, actually, um, was that expensive? Or, like, how did you go about um, just getting food for the day? I guess it sort of depends on the country. So uh, in Mexico, um, uh, we would go out to uh, these towns uh, every day, a different town every day, you know, small Small towns, um, you know, um, there are mostly poor people there. Um, people from all over would come, we'd treat them and whatever, and then at the end of our clinic day, uh, the local people would make us food. Um, and then if you have um, some breaks uh, while you're working in a clinic, you know, just like a regular, uh, you know, working a regular shift back in the States, you can uh, run out you know, somewhere in the town and, and grab something to eat because there's stuff around. Um, that's while you're working. Um, and then, um, afterwards, like for dinner or something, uh, where we actually stay is in, uh, sort of like the town center in Merida, which is a touristy area. So you can go out and, and, you know, get your, 
uh, touristy food or go to nice restaurants. Okay, uh, that's actually pretty cool. Um, so, did you need any like um, prior international experience or anything like that? Like, had you done this kind of thing before? Or was it your first time? Or? Oh yeah, um, I had done something similar to this before, but it wasn't exactly required. Um, so once you put in that application, you know you see uh, all the trips, uh, all the price points. In Mexico is one of the cheaper ones. Uh, some more expensive ones like Nicaragua can go up to you know like a thousand or something. You make your choices. And then in the application, it really just asks you um, um, about the local language and your proficiency in that. And then preference, at UF at least, preference is given to um, um, students who are higher up in years so, and who speak the language. So if you're a first-year student who doesn't speak Spanish, you know, which I was when I applied my first year, which is probably why, you know, I, I didn't get to go. Um, you get the least preference, but if you're a third year, um, you get the highest preference because, you know, obviously next year you're on rotations and this is your last chance. So they take that into account. Uh, otherwise, there's not really much more that they're looking for from you other than just interest. They just ask you a vague question about, you know, what do you uh, want us to know about you? And in there I put um, um, some previous uh, international, professional international experience I had. So, like, the year before, I had gone on a study abroad trip through University of Florida to uh, Scandinavia um, and just uh, experienced pharmacy over there. We did that through school. Uh, and then I also have um, smaller, uh, like, outreach trips uh, that I've done within Florida uh, through school. So I mentioned all that in my application, and whether or not it... it uh, um, becomes a deciding factor is something I'm not too sure about. I guess it depends on the trip leaders and, you know, what exactly they're looking for. But um, anyone can apply, and you, I would say you don't necessarily need prior experience. Okay. And you said you didn't know Spanish going into this. Do you know Spanish, or did you learn it for this trip? or I did not know Spanish going into this. Personally, I prepared myself. I um, uh uh, worked pretty hard learning Spanish a few months in advance, so I had some friends in class tutor me. Um, you know, I got myself Rosetta Stone. I downloaded Duolingo. I just took it upon myself to uh, to um, to practice and get as as good as I could um, before going there, um, which turned out to help me quite a lot. Um, and um, that was just a, a personal choice, um, and it wasn't uh, required at all. Uh, when you go there, you're um, you're partnering with um, medical students from a uh, university there. So we partnered from um, dozens and dozens of medical students from University of Yucatan there, um, and those are the people who act as your act as your translators for you during clinics. So every clinic day, you have dozens of uh, Mexican med- medical students. So you're never without someone who can help you translate. So it's not like if you go there and you don't know the language, you're stuck. Um, it's, it's, um, it's very feasible. We went, um, we do this in conjunction, uh, with, um, the UF, uh, medical students and UFPA students. And I can tell you, um, a lot of them just didn't know a single word in Spanish, um, but they got through just fine. Uh, they were there to help and, you know, uh, we had translators and yeah, they, they got through. So you had some of the local folks kind of like helping you out a little bit, some of the local med students. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, did they have doctors like overseeing them, or like who was kind of overseeing the whole process? Was it one person, or is it one person like per department? Yeah, um, everyone's got uh, their attendings. So uh, us as pharmacy, so uh, pharmacy students from two of uh, the uh, uh, the UF uh, pharmacy campuses came. We we had some of us from Orlando and then some from Jacksonville. We were all under uh, one preceptor, I guess you could call it, just one um, uh, of our professors who decided to come along on the trip with us to um, just be sort of a supervisor. Um, so pharma um, pharmacy always sort of just has one supervisor. The med students and the PA students, they have uh, several more. I think they had about, I would say five or six, because uh, they're all... Um, um, working out the patients, doing physicals, H&Ps, all that. And so once they get through with that, um, those professors kind of work as the attendings. So they're um, seeing the patients and then reporting back to the attendings. So obviously they need uh, a few attendings to, uh, to help them um, get through all those patients. And then we had um, uh, a few other health professionals who, um, uh, sort of unrelated, but uh, we definitely needed for... Um, certain aspects of the clinic. So we had um, a couple of nurses there who were helping with intake and triage. And we had um, one EMS student uh, who worked at uh, Shan's Hospital. He was there doing vitals and such. So it's a big interdisciplinary team. And everyone sort of has, if you're a student at least, uh, you definitely have someone you um, report back to. Uh, as far as pharmacy goes though, um, regardless of how many pharmacy students we had, I would say, uh, and on all the trips in the past, there's only ever one pharmacist um, looking uh, looking after us. Okay, so that's pretty cool. You got to uh, exercise some like clinical knowledge. You got to experience a little bit of the uh, international travel, and you got to really like help people out. That was pretty rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for people listening, um, do you have any like tips on how to either get this kind of thing started at their school or? Um, just about international um, outreach programs in general, like how to prepare, or like mentally or physically or anything like that? Yeah, so a big thing is uh, is going to be the fundraising. So um, that's why the, uh, the cost for me, um, uh, for, well, the cost for any student uh, signing up on these trips is, is so cheap. If you think about, you know, I paid around 500 for the flight, the transportation, everything we're doing in clinic, uh, the hotel. So, um, for a week, you know, that's really cheap and that's just uh, solely due to the fundraising. So um, College of Medicine uh, does a lot of fundraising um, and that's um, kind of what brings the price down to that level. Uh, College of Pharmacy, for our, uh, we do fundraising on our end and uh, that's basically for the meds. So uh, in previous years, we've done a lot of things. Uh, previous years, we've just held... Um, just random various fundraisers on campus, uh, OTC med drives, um, partial proceeds events at somewhere like a Chipotle, um, just like bake sales, that kind of thing. Uh, this year we tried some GoFundMes. Um, this year I had some great success just reaching out to um, like a local independent pharmacist in the Orlando area and just asking if they wanted to donate anything. I had a lot of success with that. So um, we try to either get uh, the meds themselves, and it's it's um, it's OTC drugs that we uh, we bring across the border, um, and then prescription drugs we'll buy in country. But we mostly try to uh, 
get everything um, uh, in country here because it's just easier to, to work with than trying to figure out your way through um, uh, overseas like Mexican drugs and you know not understanding the names and dosages because sometimes they're different. But um, yeah, we um, we fundraise for that purpose um, just to get the meds or get money to buy the meds. Okay. Awesome. Well, um, I appreciate that. And for you guys listening, um, this is the end of the immediate release podcast. So that's just kind of a uh, starter on how you would go about um, doing some international outreach. Uh, if you guys want to hear more of this interview, uh, go ahead and download the uh, extended release podcast and we'll hear some cool stories that uh, Jeff has about Mexico. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, that wraps up the very first podcast I ever recorded that was immediate release. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed the talk I had with Jeff. I think he had some pretty cool uh, insight there. Uh, if you want to hear more from Jeff on his Mexico outreach trip, check out the extended release version of this podcast. Uh, once again, I just want to remind you guys um, about the WordPress website we have that has a bunch of great guidelines and resources, and uh, you can even hear the podcast on there if you like. Uh, I'll throw up links for that on Facebook and uh, Twitter. And uh, if you guys have any uh, questions, comments, concerns, things you want to hear about, um, definitely hit us up on Facebook at Capsule Production Podcast. Or uh, definitely email us too at CapsuleProduction1 at gmail.com. I definitely want to hear from you guys, whether it's good, bad, neutral, whatever. uh, Just let us know what you're thinking. And I will see you guys on the Extended Release Podcast. Thanks. Thanks.